While digesting Reader's Digest In the back of the dirty bookstore The plastic flag with gum on the back Fell out on the floor Well, I picked it up and I ran outside Slapped it on the window shield And if I could see old Betsy Ross I'd tell her how good I feel But your flag gal won't get you into heaven anymore They're already overcrowded from your dirty little war Now Jesus don't like killing no matter what the reason's for And your flag gal won't get you into heaven anymore Words of Wisdom from John Prine. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Trice Talk, Wacky Wednesday, and I'm Donald Wayne. I'm Dennis Lee. And this is usually where I hear, and I'm Dennis Lee, but uh, <laughs> I don't hear that. I'm, I'm, I'm Dennis Lee. <laughs> All right, John. Okay, John. Take a break, John. Your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore there, Dennis Lee. Did you know that? Can you hear me, Donald Wayne? Can I hear you? I can hear all that. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like maybe uh, the lithium just kicked in. (laughs) I don't know. They blew up a few of those. How are you? A little wet. A little wet. Okay. Uh, Yeah, we we had a frog choker there about an hour ago. (laughs) Heavy rain falling. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Play a little bit of that. You like a little bit? I got it. Yeah, I like. I like. uh, George Benton, or whatever his name is. Brooke. Brooke Benton. Yeah, George was his brother. Uh-huh. That's a, that's a fact check, that. Donald Wayne's on drinking all the heavy water. It's raining. That's a simulation of rain. I almost said stimulation of rain. but. <laughs> hey, Mike. Hey, BP. Uh, 
that song has special meaning to me even before I moved to Georgia. That's an odd little story, but I won't tell it tonight. Okay. Well, I'll, sa- well, I'll save that for the uh, therapy session. Well, yeah, they got to make their money somehow, Donald Wayne. Yep, yep. I, I was still a Texan when I heard that song the first time. Yeah, that was quite a quite a storm. Hey, Mike wants to call in here. I guess we can. Hey, BP. Uh, oh, hey, Mike. Uh, I clicked him in, but I don't see him on. Gully washer. Gully washer. Yeah. You don't like my frog choker thing? Uh, frog choker. That oh, sounds like something all right. Else. <laughs> oh, a, he didn't mean to. Fat fingers. Well, they they accuse me of that too, Mike. So I understand. He he, he fingered the keyboard again. I'm I'm always activating things that I don't intend to activate. <laughs> Who did this to me? Yeah. Well. Yeah, I went by that neighborhood the other day, or I guess it was right. last week. And every time I go by there, I think about that lady and that night that you and I were working late on that house, oh, and Lord, she was we, about to go nuts. We left there like the like the Sanford and the Sun pulling <laughs> into the junkyard there. With the ladders and all that stuff. If we anything piled any higher, we wouldn't have got out of there. <laughs> wasn't, uh, wasn't our friend with us? Um, um, mm-hmm. uh, what was his name? God rest his soul. Yeah, bless his heart. Yeah, he was a good. I think he, I think he was about traumatized by that whole experience. Uh, well, a little man always got to go up on top of the roof. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was another whole thing together. Yeah, he looked like a spider going up the roof that day. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Dennis Lee and I worked together. <laughs> And 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 uh, the family business for a little while, many moons ago, and there were many some uh, hysterical moments. You can imagine, just about anything that we do together always has some kind of comical element to it, doesn't it? Yes, indeed. It and not not comic. always intentional either. That's the, that's the, that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. I apologize for the uh, late start. I got stuck on a project and got in here late, so. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, you know, that that gum old situation where you got to make a living, you know. It's just. Uh, mm. Well, it's getting harder and harder to do, Donald Wayne. Uh, yeah, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on that. You know. And, and this is only, maybe, well, I won't say that. Probably the only political thing I'll say tonight, but maybe not. Oh, don't, don't, don't spout those untruths. I saw this thing, this uh, little report today, that, um, that uh, the mayor of Atlanta is trying to rezone uh, some areas in Buckhead or maybe it's the zoning commissioner of Atlanta, I don't know, but it's with the support of the mayor. They're trying to rezone residential neighborhoods uh, and take away their exemptions so people can build anything they want to in there. In other words, they can come into an area that's primarily just residential with with homes, and if there's a piece of property, they can come in there and build uh, apartments if they want to. And they can build 
HUD apartments if they want to. And then it went on to say that uh, the Biden administration is supporting this uh, bill or something to remove the exemptions from residential areas. Residential areas. Well, I heard, I heard myself. <laughs> so remove, uh, so the protection of residential neighborhoods so people can come in and build anything they want. And, and the, the theory behind that is they, they think it's unfair for people to be able to move out to the suburbs and get away from the city, and poor people can't do that. So now they're talking about, well, they need to be able to build affordable housing anywhere they want to, even if it mixes it in with neighborhoods that are way out of the reach of the people that they're trying to build the units for. So, um, Interesting. It, yeah, I mean, like, that's all right. Come on out here and build them. We we've still got thousands of acres that we can move to. So affordable housing wouldn't necessarily constitute an affordable house because I would um, you know debate that all day long. Because I mean, where do we have to be to to need affordable housing? Because you know I didn't make a lot of money for the majority of my life and. You know, I found a way to find a place to live and never did once um, apply for affordable housing. So you well, have to be destitute, I imagine, uh, which I can understand that uh, in that sense. But um, Well, you know, the housing that you typically see closer into town, a lot of times it's, it's uh, HUD housing or Section 8 or what they call housing where you know the the city or the municipality takes care of a lot of the rent and people I mean I actually had a guy work for me uh, a number of years ago and I paid him very well uh, this was in the apartment business it wasn't my business <laughs> and he lived in section 8 housing he and his wife and I think he had two daughters and he paid like a hundred dollars a month in a unit that normally would have run about 600 a month and uh, he used to brag about it and i said really? do they do they realize how much money you get paid on this job here he says well they don't need to know everything <laughs> <laughs> so there's what they know and yeah, what they don't yeah let them find out but mm -hmm. so yeah that's the kind of units they're talking about uh, houses that hud may you know, uh, help finance or or a municipality may pick up some of the rent for people who can't afford the full rent. But what they're saying is they can put it anywhere. They could come over here uh, if there's some land across the street from me and, and they said, well, we need to get some more disadvantaged people living out in this area of the county. So we're going to build these units over there that people only have to pay 50 or 80, $100 a month. And they're going to put them next to people's houses that, you know, obviously much higher. Mm. That's what the guy, uh, this guy that represents Buckhead was saying when they interviewed him. They call him the mayor of Buckhead, although Buckhead's not a city. And he said, well, you know, Buckhead, Dennis Lee, you know, is primarily houses that are, I wouldn't say they're all in the million-dollar range. Of course, that's where the governor's mansion is also in Buckhead. But, um, I mean, you know, there's some older homes that aren't 
aren't mansions, but they're still in the seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollar range because of where they're located. And they're saying they have a right if they can pass this, if they can push this forward, they have a right to come into Buckhead and build, you know, a, a community or high rise or even uh, low rise units for people that are disadvantaged, and uh, they'll get discount on their on their rent, and then you know what that does to the property value. Oh, exactly. Um, so yeah, he said they're going to, they're definitely going to fight it. But um, he also said something too. He said that the mayor uh, was was her name. Um, I can't think of the mayor's name now. I had it on the tip of my tongue, but she's not running for office again. Had you heard that? Uh, you know what? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame her. I'm it's, thinking uh, she has. Well, she was hoping that Biden uh, would pick her. To go to D.C., so maybe she's going to team up with Stacey Abrams or something and mm. run for lieutenant governor or something mm. next year. <laughs> so, what I is her know. name? A uh, Bottoms, Keisha Lance Bottoms. Oh yeah, Bottoms. Bottoms. I started to say Alicia Keys, and not you know that first name came to my head. And I know she's the singer, so. Yeah, I like some Alicia Keys. She Maybe she should run for mayor. Alicia Keys, she didn't have any of that political stuff on her. <laughs> also, uh, this is off subject too, but they keep playing this stuff in the news about Britney Spears. You know, I, I don't really care much about Britney Spears one way or the other. I mean, I'm kind of neutral. But this whole crazy thing with her... And what I think they said, she's almost 40 years old, and, and the court has told her that she has to get permission to have kids. I mean, what what country well, are we she's, living in? She's um, she's off her, slightly off her rocker there, Donald Wayne. Okay, but, you know, if that's the, if that's the, <clears throat> if that's the litmus test here for people getting pregnant and having kids in this country, there's a lot of people that the court ought to be looking at. Yeah, well, this one actually has money, so I know. Um, well, that's the that's, whole thing. I think yeah. that they're, you know, and again, I'm neutral on Britney Spears. Uh, uh, it's just, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a fan and, uh, one she, way or the other. She didn't have a, you know, pot to piss in, or was piss poor, you know, selling urine to the tannery. Then nobody give a rat's ass what she had <laughs> or what she didn't have. Yeah, just, just wouldn't matter. Yeah, that. Um, it just seems odd to me. I mean, I I understand that she has. Um, oh gosh! Now here I go again. Another one of those moments. Um, she's bipolar. Oh, is she? I understand, and that's what I've been told. Um, that she's bipolar, and of course I've I've known two or three people that were bipolar, and yeah, um, I know that's difficult, but I don't recall any of them ever having a court order said you can't have kids i mean there's a lot of crazy ass people in this country that have kids there's a lot of terrible parents in this country that have kids and this person you know uh if nothing else she has the money that she could pay a nanny to take care of her kids yeah but, but she doesn't get her money freely she has to ask for her money 
I know she, she makes it. Yeah. I mean, but she doesn't have control over it. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I, Somebody I mean, as far as I'm concerned, give her her money. She earned it. If she pisses it all away, that's her problem. Right. And we have a right in this country to piss away our money if we want to. Sure. Yeah, we see it all the time. I, yeah, I know. I've I've done it more than once. <laughs> no, but obviously that's, we have a rapist in Lincoln Park. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up, <laughs> trying to rape them. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. The attacker got. Jeez, I mean. Was, was that here in Atlanta? That was Atlanta, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Neil Bortz used to play that in the morning. Oh, well, they did a, they did a song about it. Um, well, obviously, we have a rapist in Lincoln Park. <laughs> he's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up. He's trying to rape them. So you need to hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife. Yeah, we call that the snatch dance. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. He had a big hit for a while there. I don't know what he did with the money. Did you say they but, call uh, it the snatch dance? <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> well, well, they were snatching up their women and children. Okay, and, but you know, I just, that's what I meant. Okay, I mean, really, Donald Wayne? <laughs> yeah, Jeez. I just want to make sure I understood what you were saying because <laughs> you know, I'm. Having a, little, having a little trouble here. Oh, Lord. Did you know that they did exorcisms in the lumber aisle at Home Depot? Did you know that, Donald Wayne? I've seen some that should have been exercised in the lumber well, aisle. Well, I, I, I switched my first little thing there because That's... I totally forgot about this one, and I couldn't find it, and I finally did after I restored normalcy to my computer with the storm. But, um, yeah, in uh, uh, Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania, up there, your neck of the woods, BP, I'll be doing some weird shit. Um, there's a uh, <laughs> bizarre call on Monday that disorderly people were performing an exorcism for the dead trees at Home Depot in Dixon City, uh, a police report described. Um, and they were promptly escorted out of the building. Um one officer from the Dixon Police uh, City Police told the Philly Voice that it was a seance type of thing for the dead. There were two <laughs> people hanging out in the lumber department doing their little exorcism thing. Some people at the store started picking up that something was happening that was not necessarily normal. And then police were called to the store and they were escorted out of the building. Um they won't be charged with anything. Um, you know, I guess the, the Home Depot, they're like, you know, hey, they, they didn't want to do that. But the... the what would they charge them with? Well, I, I don't know. The exorcism incident was surrounded by other far normal police-related incidents forcing readers to double-take over 200 comments below the post um, and ask for more information. Can you elaborate a little more on the alleged exorcism in the lumber aisle, one commenter asked. Another one wrote, please, may I have a crumb of context and also the body cam footage of the Home Depot? <laughs> and then someone said, sometimes I think the two-by-fours in my garage are possessed. 
Um, uh, it's just, uh, and they're worried about know. Britney Spears. <laughs> I know what the hell. Is, uh, <laughs> uh, there's uh, been a, so you know I don't know. They're trying to say, well, this may be related to the shift in uh, the housing market and the you know the rise of the price in lumber. Um, you know, perhaps they were trying to exercise the price right out of the lumber to uh, make that uh, building, you know, that they needed to do more attainable. I don't know. Hey, Julie. Uh, hey, Julie. <clears throat> but, you know, exercise yeah, the lumber. It went in doubt, exercise your wood. That's what I always say. <laughs> so... <laughs> BP, you can attest to that, can't you there, buddy? Yeah, he'll chime in there in a second. <laughs> He's going to have... Sprinkle some water on that and light some candles. It's not too close. Yeah, well, next thing you know, they'll find wood on Uranus. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently they already have, Donald Wayne. Uh, more on that to come. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Okay, where's the the rim shot? Hmm. Why don't we have a rim shot? Well, there yeah, you go. Try kind of like off. a rim shot. I'll be here. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, since we do have listeners in other countries <laughs> on occasion, at least that's what Podbeam says, um, I found this story in Australia, and actually... Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's... <laughs> okay, so I'll post this one tonight. But um, it's, the story is Australia imposes stiff fines for nude sunbathers who got lost in the forest. Did you hear about that? Oh, no, I did not. Uh, this was... Um, actually, it was uh, two days ago. It says authorities in New South Wales, Australia are struggling to get ahead of a recent outbreak of the coronavirus cases um, because of the Delta variant that's that's springing up around the world. And um, But there was one incident that they could not have prepared for. The NSW Police Commissioner Mick Fuller told, his name is Mick, okay, told reporters Monday during a news conference the case of two naked sunbathers who were startled by a deer and ran into the forest where they became lost and required a helicopter rescue. Now, how embarrassing would that be for you to be nude and you, you've got to be rescued by, <laughs> by somebody? Uh, not that person. Uh, says that the rendezvous cost each one thousand Australian dollars, which is I don't know how that's Australian money there, and fines for uh, breaking the public health orders prohibiting residents of Greater Sydney from traveling beyond the city, so they can't even get outside of the city. Uh, they're quarantined in the city of Sydney. So police said in a statement that they had located one naked 30-year-old man with a backpack in the Royal National Park about Jeez. 25 miles from the center of Sydney. The second man, age 49, was found partially clothed nearby. 
<laughs> then it, the article goes on to say, it's difficult to legislate against idiots, Fuller said of the incident. Um, it was not immediately clear how the deer scared the men and why they decided to escape into the bushland. The bushland, mm. okay. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I've, I've come across a few deer in my life, and Typically, the deer are the ones that run, and not you. Yeah, BP. Um, I mean, didn't you say something about escaping to the bushland? Uh, <laughs> I, just I sure. don't think it was in Australia. Oh, this, okay. Um, anyway, it goes on to say clearly putting people at risk by leaving home without a proper reason. And I think then, on top of that, getting lost in a national park and diverting important resources away from health operations, I think they should be embarrassed, Fuller continued. Uh, hmm. Let's see. It says there's only a small percentage of people that are not following the health guidelines in New South Wales. But I can assure you, uh, breach the health orders or the guidelines and you will be punished. Uh, let those among us who have not been startled by a deer while sunbathing naked and then run into a forest before getting lost, requiring police to render assistance, cast the first stone, they said. Mm. <laughs> In the interest of public morale, I demand one story like this every day for the duration of the lockdown, he said. It says here that only fewer than 5% of Australians are fully vaccinated. That's kind of disturbing, I guess. It's disturbing. Well, you know, it's of course, a, I'm not uh, traveling to Australia, so it's you know. But yeah, like it's, uh, you know, well, they eat Vegemite, Donald Wayne. I, that, that might take care of it right there. You you think that would be uh, useful in place of a vaccine? It, it could be. You can spread that stuff on anything, Donald Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> I I've not seen that yet i only know it because of it in the song and then you tell me that slightly doesn't like to hear about vegemite our next act is living proof that nepotism is alive and well Kind of, I'm not sure who what, that was. What kind of show is this? <laughs> Jeez. I I was making I was trying to make a doctor's appointment today, and I told the person answering the phone. I said I've had both of, both of my vaccinations, and so then then she goes on to ask me, well, uh, have you been tested for COVID in the last 15 days? And I said, I've had both of my vaccinations. And then she goes on to say, have you encountered anybody that has had COVID that you know of? And I repeated again, I've had both of my vaccinations. So she said, okay, well, I guess you should be okay then. I mean, like, are you not going to let me come up there if I haven't had them? Jeez. I mean, what, how restrictive are they? I mean, what's the point of getting the damn shot if somebody's going to keep asking you uh -huh. if you've been tested for COVID? I had my shots. I've had I'm both of them. Forward. What more do I need to say? 
We're going to have to see proof of that, sir. Okay, I got proof right here. Whoa. I got it tattooed. That's right. Okay. That's all from Australia. <laughs> it's all from that's all from down under, is it? Well, that's out. Yeah, that's all from <laughs> mate. Did you hear about the hundred tons of lithium batteries that exploded uh, in an Illinois building up in Chicago? I did yeah, not. That seems like that would be a major problem. Um, they had to I have evacuations, think. and um, then they were freaked out because they thought that you know trying to extinguish it would lead to more explosions. The fire started it uh, in Morris on Tuesday and prompted city officials to order into the evacuation of about 3,000 to 4,000 people in some uh, about 950 homes that were nearby in a school, a church, and a small business. Um, the uh, fire chief uh, said that uh, he said, well, hell. <laughs> Is that, was that a direct quote? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he got frustrated. Um, uh, you know, so the fire chief said he's gathering information from fire departments and other experts on how to fight a fire in a building that, to the surprise of his department and other city agencies, was being used to store nearly 100 tons of lithium batteries ranging in size from cell phone batteries to large car batteries. Um, the firefighters stopped using water on the blaze minutes after they arrived when they discovered the batteries because water in firefighting foam can cause batteries to explode. Um, he said he heard some ideas of how to battle the blaze. Road salt has been suggested. Um, so he won't send crews to battle the fire because of the unknown about what's inside. Uh, I don't know 100% what's stored in that building, only that they're telling us it was stored, uh, of what was stored in the building, you know, the, the lithium batteries. The name of the company is Superior Battery, and we didn't know they existed until yesterday afternoon, um, they said. Uh, and apparently nobody else at City Hall did either because there's no record of a business license or any communication between the company and City Department. So that's troubling. Um, yeah, they had no way of knowing they were doing business or what they were storing or, or anything. So a um, little side note, if you want to open up a business over in Morris, just head on down there and buy some property or rent it out. You pretty much put in there what you want because they're not keeping track of it. Um, but uh, the fire came two weeks after an explosion and massive blaze at a chemical plant near Rockton uh, uh, was is an Illinois town along the Wisconsin border and uh, made you know them the force evacuations of several hundred homes in that um, incident so but nobody luckily was injured uh, in that June 13th fire um, yeah so that's that's troubling a hundred tons of lithium batteries. I can only imagine what that would do getting into the air. Um, I wouldn't want to be around there breeding that. No. I, 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 did you say breeding or breathing? Uh, well, you, wanna, you wouldn't want to breed during that event. 
Uh, nor would you want to breathe it in, Donald Wayne. Either one would probably be, well, because you would be heavily breathing if you were breathing. So, um, you're, you know, your breathing rate would be yeah, more rapid. Either way, you're screwed. So, <laughs> if you like that. I yeah, that's. Like that. Where's the drums? Well, um, we're, I got to get. I, uh, I'll work I gotta, hard on that one. <laughs> I got to keep my finger on the rim of that so you can Whoa. be ready. Whoa. Jeez. Oh, boy. Here we go. Try the meatloaf. You'll love it. Well, yeah, I thought that was um, disturbing. <laughs> yes. Well, I got something yes. disturbing here, too. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, do you ever watch Gutfeld? Well, you probably don't. Oh, yeah, Greg Gutfeld? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's on at 11 o'clock now, but I think it's Well, 11. I keep the TV on while we're doing the show in case anything, um, you know, breaking news pops up that we need to interrupt the show with. All right, well, he had, he had, this is from, uh, where is this from? This is from New Zealand. I think it's New Zealand. Uh, it's from DailyMail.com, which I think that's from Great Britain. But anyway, I think it's from New Zealand. Um, I saw it on the Gutfeld show, and he showed a picture of it. And I, I saw I, I had to look it up. And so there's a device they've created <laughs> that it says um, it, it it uses magnets and it clamps to your teeth. Oh yeah, and and it it makes yeah. it difficult to open your yeah. your mouth wide, and it's uh, for people who have problems, you know, uh, with eating issues, and they uh, can't seem to control how much they eat. So this thing supposedly keeps your jaws clamped together i mean it's not a very big looking thing so it must be a heck of a a couple of magnets there that you can't you know open your mouth with this thing on there mm. so did you see it on gutfeld i did well no i actually saw it in one of my stories i was actually going to use it but i uh i just what? passed it up oh was it yeah. on your story well, I, I didn't, didn't see I, it. I didn't. I didn't claim it. I, I, oh, I saw okay. it in the okay. newsfeed and I passed it up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I. I just. I saw that thing, and I'm. I'm like, this. This can't be real. And they say they glue it to your teeth. Um, it was created in New Zealand, and used magnets and locking bolts. Oh my gosh. In trials, participants using the device lost an average of, well, this is kilo, uh, 6.36 kilograms in two weeks. What is that? I don't know how many pounds that is. Daggum people using the metric system. Um, but it was created by researchers at the University of Otago in New Zealand. It has to be fitted by a dental professional to the upper and lower back teeth. It only lets the wearer open their mouths by two millimeters, restricting them to a liquid diet, but without preventing speech, or more importantly, breathing. I don't know. Can 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 you really uh, 
talk very well if you can only open your mouth by two millimeters? Um, I wouldn't think so, but uh, <laughs> that'd be a good contest, I reckon. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a picture of this thing, too. I mean, that, it looks like something that you would see in Star Wars, and I can't imagine somebody would actually let them attach that in their mouth permanently. But, again, I don't think the ba the magnets look big enough that they would actually work. But uh, it doesn't say how much the procedure cost. But I don't know. That's the crazy things they come up with. One more quick thing I saw on, I think it was on, it was an advertisement during Gutfeld uh, last night. They've got this new, uh, it looks like a Nerf gun or like a pump-up uh, Nerf shooter or something, but you put salt in this thing and you aim it at bugs that you want to, swat like flies or even small roaches and silverfish and stuff like that and you shoot this burst of air that shoots this salt at the fly or whatever you're trying to oh, hit yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. it incapacitates them yeah. or in some cases it kills them it even says that you can use them outdoor they have a version indoor version and outdoor version that you can use on uh, uh, slugs and snails and stuff like that which it says that the salt instantly gets rid of your slugs and snails because they're mostly water anyway. But the silly thing, I mean, it looks like a Nerf gun, except the end of it is a small nozzle. And they, they demonstrated it, and the guy, guy shot a fly on the wall with this thing, and it knocked it down. I don't know if it knocks it out or kills it. Of course, then you have to go around the house sweeping up salt. Well, you know, I'm not giving it mouth to mouth, that's for sure. But but it's, how much do you think this thing cost for one of those? I don't know, 20 bucks? $49.95. What? To shoot a flyer? $49.95. And the outdoor version costs more. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, have you ever knocked out a screen trying to kill a fly in, in your window? I've almost... Knocked myself out trying to kill a fly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've, I've destroyed screen. some property trying to kill yeah. flying insects in the house because I hate flies. Yeah. There's very few things that I hate. Although they flies do have are a purpose. One you know, they do, have they a do purpose. but they should be outdoors. That's what their purpose is, they to do. land on things outside <laughs> and do their work there. There's none of that inside the house. So, But, yeah, it if you want to get rid of your fly swatter, I forgot the name. I was looking for the name of that thing. I wrote it down the other night, but uh, I'm sure they'll uh, advertise it again on Fox. Maybe that's why it costs forty nine ninety five because the pay for those advertising cost. Hmm. Mm. Indeed. And that's all. That's Indeed. all I got to say about that. That's all I have to <laughs> say about that. Uh, well, you know, um, uh, that uh, the movie Armageddon, everybody's in, you know, most people, I guess, have seen that movie. Um, you know, some people may have not, uh, but it was about a, an asteroid 
that was coming towards Earth, uh, the Great Destruction. And uh, so I ran across an article in Newsweek about uh, nu- nuclear bombs and gravity tractors. You ever heard of a gravity tractor? Gravity um, tractor. Yeah, it's just a couple of the weird ways that Earth could be saved from an asteroid, um, writes Aristos. Uh, and I'm just going to say his last name is G. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, today is actually International Asteroid Day. Did you know that, Donald Wayne? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Um, Why would we have a day for that? Well, it's a United Nations sanctioned day observed annually on June 30th that aims to raise awareness about the risk of asteroid impacts. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, asteroids or comets that pass close to our orbit represent potentially catastrophic threats to our planet, Donald Wayne, according to the UN. Uh, and with this, this in mind, scientists around the world are investigating how we might be able to better protect Earth in the unlikely event that a space rock large enough to cause serious damage was headed right for us. And... You know, we've we've shown by what happened in 2013, I think it was in Russia, that they can come out of nowhere. Um, we, we won't even have a warning before they hit. Um, but two upcoming space missions are hoping to shed light on that very question. Uh, the double asteroid di- redirection test, or DART, and HERA, managed by NASA and the European Space Agency, um, the aim of the missions is to gain an understanding of how hard it is to deflect an asteroid. <clears throat> you know, I don't know why you can't just build like a big, you know, balloon, some kind of bubble, and just, you know, let that bad boy bounce off of there and <laughs> uh, shoot back out into, you know, interstellar space. I don't know. Um, or nuke them. Yeah, well, why can't they, we nuke them? Nukes are in here. The DART mission, scheduled to launch later this year, will deliberately crash a special spacecraft known as a kinetic impactor. <clears throat> and I thought that's what they did when you had a colon cleansing um, into an <laughs> asteroid called Demorphos in September of 2022. So just right around the corner at a speed of nearly 15,000 miles per hour. Um, that's about the speed of 285 around here. Scientists oh, yeah. are hoping that the impact will push the asteroid slightly away from its current trajectory. And let's hope that they know what they're doing and they don't create more of a mess than it already could possibly cause. Um, but how big is Demorphos, you may ask, Donald Wayne? I could. Well, you could. And if you did, it's about 525 feet across. And it's similar to a handful of asteroids that are most likely to cause us concern in the next hundred years or so. Um, you know, I like I give a flip about that. But, <laughs> you know, it could, it could be for, you know, the ones left behind that we love that we love that'll be still here clinging on. Uh, you know, that would be problematic. So um, <laughs> the HERA mission... <laughs> which launches in 2024 and arrives at Demorphos in 2026 is to observe how the space rock responded to being hit by that spacecraft. So 
they said we expect we would have years or even decades of warning when we do discover the next impactor that can cause local devastation on Earth. Really? I don't know that we'll have that much of a notice. Uh, they said, in theory, we can move the asteroid onto a different orbit so that it doesn't strike us, but we don't know exactly how much we can move even a small asteroid because our models give us a wide range of possible outcomes. And, hey, we've never tried it in real life, so you know, hopefully this will help us uh, solve it. <clears throat> but like I was saying earlier, back in, uh, what was it, uh, in 2003, where is that stupid thing I was looking at? Yeah, it was 2013. Um, what is the name of it? The name of the area in Russia. Oh, it's gone. Um, as quick as it showed up, it's gone. Um, Siberia? No, no, that's a Tunguska. Um, um, event that happened in the early 1900s um, and it actually left a glow on the horizon for like a good two to three days I believe um, but this one uh, well anyways um, yeah it's big and that one, that one that they had that, that hit over in Russia was back in 2013, and it caused all the windows, uh, the windows in the area to to bust out, and actually caused a good bit of damage. Um, but they didn't see that one coming; it came out of nowhere. Um, they had not been tracking it, and said that if it actually had struck the Earth, it would have caused some significant damage. So the problem is that not necessarily the ones that we are tracking that we already know of is the ones that we don't know of. So um, you can read the rest of the article on our Facebook page and see how they're going to figure out to keep these asteroids from hurting. Um, you know, you don't want to uh, be like taking a big asteroid hitting your anus. That wouldn't be any, any fun for anybody. It's just a bunch of... You yes, just had to do out. that, didn't you? It, I did. It didn't work out very well, but I, I did have to. <laughs> I did have to. Thank All you right. very much. You, you get another, you get another <laughs> rim shot for your another anus. Another rim. Another rim for my anus. <laughs> uh, we, um, had, we had a few <laughs> <just> people. <laughs> hey, Jess. We had several come in here, Dennis Lee, while we were talking okay, about your well, asteroids. Let's, let's start about that STP. And DOS, and then just stuck. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Um, not doing the other one there. <laughs> uh. um, no, no, it no. It seemed like, you know, talking about your asteroids. Um, um, they hurt. Uh, let me tell you, they hurt. Didn't we talk about one night an article about, uh, or maybe it's something I read. I never know whether it's, I can't remember, um, that there, that NASA was looking at, landing uh, mining equipment on some of these asteroids and trying to extract yes uh, um, they've actually they've actually um, identified one that they say is worth a, just a flip load of money but now they've downgraded and think it's not worth exactly what they thought it was originally worth 
but people are still going to try and get after it and uh, and mine it. So, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, I'm just uh, always worried about what they're going to bring back. You know, yeah, and one of those little alien creatures, you know, right there embedded in the rocks yeah, that they bring yeah. back. Oh, look, it cracked open. Oh, what's this? Um, it'd be <laughs> yeah. like, uh, be like, what's his name in that that uh, that movie? Um, Aliens? No. No. Uh, oh, um, uh, Men in Black? No. All right, you got to help me here. <laughs> um, uh, the Blob? A, the, the comic that... Uh, the comic. Yeah. yeah. Stephen King played the guy that found a meteor, and he, he, he it cracked up, and he got it all over him, and it disinfected the whole place. Uh, creep Show. Yeah, it was the first, first oh. uh, installment of the Creep Show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of like the Blob. You know, he that guy went down there. Yeah, kind of like the Blob. I have to say, the I like the updated version of the Blob. That's pretty cool. I do like the old one, but I do like the updated version. You know, and I've always said that it takes, these people are always idiots in these these movies like that. I mean, if if you remember the original Blob, I don't know how it went in the second one, but the one that Steve McQueen was in, if anybody remembers that, but the guy goes out after this little meteor hits the earth and it cracks open and he puts a stick in this gooey stuff that's coming out of that meteor. Yeah. And then he holds it up in the air and is running down the stick. And he sees it getting close to his hand, mm-hmm. but he doesn't throw it away. Now, who does that? Oh, well, you know, people are, you know, I don't know. And the alien. I mean, yeah. the guy stands there and looks at this thing that's opening up. Now, if I'm on a... <laughs> I'm on an, uh, you know, some other planet, and I'm looking at stuff, and it's coming to life. I'm gonna back up. I'm sorry. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lean in and wait to see what it's about to do. Uh, that's. But they're always. It always takes those people to get these things started in these kind of movies. The intelligent ones. Ah uh, yes. The same ones. Uh. All right. Are you strumming a guitar, Donald Way? Strumming a guitar? I don't even have... Well, I do have a guitar. Uh, no, I'm not. Do you hear a guitar? I hear... I hear... I hear a strumming there somewhere. You hear a strumming? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Unless we've got one in, in the house. Well, maybe you're that. slapping your mic or something. Slapping my mic? Yeah. <laughs> why would I slap my mic? I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, why it's on. I guess I could, you know, I, we won't go there. Um, so here, let's see, we're, we're going around the world tonight. Well, let's just come back to the old USA and... Let's go to Mississippi. What do you think about that? Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the news story about the reporter who was punished for coming in last in fantasy football? 
No, punished. And his punishment was, or I, they call it punishment, but he had to go to Waffle House and stay there for 15 hours and eat 3,700 calories of food at Waffle House, which I wouldn't think it really take that long because if you think about some of the things on the menu, uh, some of them have, you know, over 1,000 calories just on one meal. So I, I wouldn't think it would take 15 hours to hit 3,700 calories. I mean, you know, if you just ate a bunch of waffles, probably take a while. Uh, well, our, our bacon or, or um, uh, cheese and grits or something like that. But anyway... Uh, let's see. I don't know what this is. This is that IOL.com website. But it starts out by saying, uh, oh, it was in the Washington Post, too, by the way. That's where they got it. As the sun was beginning to rise in Mississippi on Friday, the only thing that stood between Lee Sanderlin and surviving a 15-hour visit to Waffle House was eating just one more waffle. It was his ninth with each waffle consumed signifying an hour shaved off the 24-hour stay in a Waffle House as punishment for finishing last place in his fantasy football league. I thought, if I can eat nine, then I'll feel like I really did something, Sanderlin said. And he's a journalist, too, by the way. And then he says, and hey, I ate number nine. Uh, while Sanderlin said he simultaneously felt pride and shame in completing the penalty, he did not anticipate tens of thousands of people following along in the fun and pain. Sanderlin documented his eating excursion of nearly 3,700 calories in a Twitter thread that's gone viral. I haven't seen it, but it's um, called, called uh, caused Waffle House to trend into Friday. Hours after eating his last bite, Sanderlin, 25, said in an interview that the North Carolina native's love of Waffle House has temporarily changed following the intestinal Iron Man challenge. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it was, it was a result of a fantasy football bet, and he huh. came in last. So I just... I. I think that would be dangerous. I don't uh, think so, too, yeah. Sanderlin said he waited months after the season until he was fully vaccinated before paying his fantasy football debt at a Waffle House in Brandon, Mississippi, which actually I I used to have a relative in Brandon, Mississippi, um, which is just outside of Jackson, I, a total loser, came in last in my fantasy football league, he tweeted. As punishment, I spent 24 hours in a Waffle House. And then he just repeats that about every waffle I eat shaves an hour off the clock. So it takes him an hour to eat a waffle. A classic waffle at the restaurant has 410 calories, 870 milligrams of sodium. That's That's troubling. And 15 grams of sugar. Jeez. Uh, at one point, songs played throughout the restaurant like Survivor's Eye of the Tiger, Metallica's Enter Sandman. I don't think I've heard that one. 
those songs helped him push his way to his goal. When you do what I did and eat five waffles in about four hours, you're like, man, this isn't that hard. But then you get to waffle number six, and it's really painful. I wouldn't think it would take you four hours to eat five waffles. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on how big they are. I mean, I guess and how big your life, your you know, your mouth is. I don't know. I just that seems awful slow. I could probably, well, you know, I mean, I, I don't normally get waffles at Waffle House, but um, I guess, I guess, you know, maybe that's if you pace yourselves. It doesn't say how many you had to eat; just had to had how many calories had to consume. I think I'd go for the high calorie stuff so I wouldn't have to eat quite as much. But 410 calories, I wonder if that's counting the syrup. Maybe that's the 15 grams of sugar. I don't know. Anyway, hmm. so I guess if you're going to lose a contest, I mean, if you like eating at Waffle House, that's not a bad bet. You know, to lose. I reckon, I reckon it's not Donald Wayne. They could have at least let him have one of those Texas T bones at Waffle House. Oh, jeez, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of those Texas sausages? Yeah, uh, no. Um, Do you like the little Smokies? It, yeah, when barbecue sauce for game day, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, those little cocktail weenies. <laughs> cocktail weenies. Yeah, ca- yep. cocktail weenies, Donald Wayne. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got a bun that this will fit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oversized, they say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's what, CBP, you and I, we've got, you know, just, you know, just, <laughs> Got it going on there. Um, <laughs> what's well, that's what, disturbing? Uh, no, isn't it? <laughs> you know. Well, since you're bringing up food, Donald Wayne, um, how about some of the best burger joints that you need to put on your list to try in the United States? Do I, I have mean, to travel. Yeah, you'd have to travel. You can probably get it Ubered, but I don't know what it tastes like once it traveled from across the country. Um, but you like a good burger, don't you, Donald Wayne? Um, yeah, I like mine flat, though, you know. Yeah. Smash flat, that sucker till oh, okay. it's, you know, like you, steak and shake. You don't thin. like it plump and, and Oh, no, I don't, juicy. I don't like. You don't no. like a juicy burger? Well, it could be juicy, but it just needs to be flat. <laughs> well, um, so. If, uh, you know, if you're in California, I don't know why you would be. Nothing against that, our friends in California, but um, you can try Bill's Hamburgers. That sounds, uh, you know, um, <laughs> Bill's the Little Burger Shack offers one of those old school, no nonsense California burgers. So then somebody will have to let me know what a California burger is. Um, oh, well, there, BP, that's scandalous. Um, and I guess it's all the maybe it's all the, uh, the all the stuff that comes on it. I guess that make it a California burger. 
But uh, Bill, who owns the joint, is actually 93 years old, and he's threatened to retire. Uh, there were rumors during the pandemic that a sale was imminent, so now maybe is the time to go get that burger at Bill's before he puts that spatula away. Um, you know, so they you know they they paint a picture on here that's actually pretty good. Um, if you're in New or- uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, you can go to Bub's Burgers. That's a B-U-B-S. Um, we could we could probably ask Crazy Kane about that. Bub's only started slinging. It's perfectly cooked, almost crispy around the edges. Smash burgers. You'd probably like that, Donald Wayne. Yeah, I in, like that. In June of 2020. So it just popped up last year during the pandemic. Um, at Mid City Pizza. Despite the ongoing pandemic that forced closures everywhere else, they said to hell with it. And uh, Bub's Burgers food truck at Nola Breweries was drawing enough of a crowd to justify opening a brick and mortar location. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's a Bub, the name's the Bub Burger is made with two patties, American cheese, griddled onions, homemade bread, and butter pickles, and a smear of old bub sauce on a butter-toasted brioche bun. You know, I find that when you're describing any kind of food, uh, the B words kind of make it sound more decadent, you know, and anything that has butter on it is supposed to be good, so... Um, (laughs) You know, well, what was what, that? Uh, what's that burger joint in town that has got the butter burgers? Um, you know, like if uh, the the heart attack of the burger is not enough, they slather butter all over it. Culver's, Culver's has a butter burger. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. Um, and if you're up in Boston, uh, up in Boston, Massachusetts. Then you can go to Boston Burger Company um, and get options like the WTF Burger featuring layers of pulled pork, mac and cheese, crispy onion rings, pickles, and topped with a barbecue sauce of the famous Mac Attack. Loaded with a homemade four-cheese mac and cheese and bacon. It's hard to pass one up, and it's hard to get to the hospital once you eat it, too. So... That's, um, yeah, that's, that sounds different. You might be inclined to try that. Or if you're down closer to us and you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, you can go to Brooks Sandwich House. Um, it opened in 1973, and it's a little red shack that, um, you know, if you want to go all the way, your burger will come with mustard, raw onions, and a helping of another specialty, a wonderfully smoky chili that intermingles magically with that aforementioned patty in your mouth. Um, and they only take cash. So leave the credit cards at home and bring a towel. So, yeah. <laughs> somebody going to wash you? You might need a washing after that slathering all over you um if you're in denver here you go jess duck you might know about this place go to the cherry cricket um as a uh, restaurant serves kombucha and quinoa bowls i 
Like, is it quinoa or quino or whatever the hell it is? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it's a gathering spot for all of Denver, they say. Uh, and after it closed during due to a fire reopened in April 2017, um, it's, it retains a spot as a very old school vibe kind of place. Um, a juicy half pound cricket burger is the customized with peanut butter uh, or more standard fixings like bacon and avocados and uh, really about 33 different ingredients in total that they counted. Uh, you haven't made it there yet. Well, you'll have to send Donald Wayne a picture of the burger, um, Jess Duck, when you go, because now we want to know. Uh, there's a monthly rotating signature burger, but the best burger there is the one you order, just like it's always been, they say. Um, now, if you're in Tejas, you know, our old stomping grounds, you can go to San Antonio uh, and go see Chris Madrid. It's been around since 1977, and it's grown to be one of Texas's most beloved burger institutions um, before uh, uh, he passed away in 2012. But the legacy lives on um, in, the, in, the, in the crowds that line up to get their hands on a macho-sized burger, uh, which that means large for those who don't know. Um and you can get a tostada burger, um, and uh, it actually has melted cheddar masking the refried beans and onions, topping a burger that refuses to be contained by its bun. Top it with some of their pico de gallo and take a bite. Oh, yeah! <laughs> a little bit of that in your mouth. But um, <laughs> if you get to San Antonio, you can take some of that. I mean, we need to we need to get some money and do some commercials for these places. Um, if you're in Houston, Texas, I don't know why you would be, but uh, you can go to Flippin' Patties and you can get a burger there. You can get it with uh, um, you can get it with uh, Longan Longanisa. Which is a Filipino sausage. I've never heard of that. Uh, fried egg and banana ketchup aioli. It sounds disgusting. but uh, And they also have gravy fries, which actually sounds good. You ever put gravy on your fries, Donald Wayne? Sawmill gravy. Yeah, yeah. I like sausage gravy, but... Uh, you know, and then we'll, got, we'll have one more on here. If you're... Uh, if you're down in Nashville, you can go to Gertie's Whiskey Bar, uh, which we may have stumbled past her. I don't know. Um, it's, it's, well, it, it would have been a stumble, that's for yeah, sure. It's voted Nashville's most outrageous burger, and uh, it's more than $20 a burger with fries, um, but you're paying for quality beef uh, from Bear Creek Farms, the same grass-fed cattle that provide some of the finest steaks in restaurants across the city. Um, and, you know, they look for, they get the beef as dry age for a month before being coarsely ground into two, toothsome patties. Have you ever heard of a patty described as toothsome patty? Um, 
I don't even know what that would be. I, I don't either. I'm scared to ask. So I mean, I've done a potato a, bun. Yeah, it's got a what? You you got to open wide to get that one in your mouth? Is I think what? maybe. Yeah, you you definitely wouldn't be able to have that device you were talking about earlier. Um, <laughs> the two millimeters? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> Somebody's um, shoving it in your mouth. This is served on a potato bun that's been griddled on a flat top before they throw in grilled onions, smoky bentons, bacon, cheese, and truffle aioli. Um, and then they uh, and then they actually will throw on their Gertie's signature brown butter and pecan syrup, if you're so inclined. So um, you can look at all the different ones. There's a list of about 48 of them or so that you can look on our Facebook page. But, uh, geez, I think I'm going to have to fire up the grill after we get off here, Donald Wayne. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a little too much. Wake oh, the neighbors oh, oh up. I did leave one off, and, and I apologize. You can't mention Texas without Keller's Drive-In. And you can drive in there, get you a really good burger, and get you a cold beer, and uh, put it, put some money in the jukebox and just hang out as long as you want it's still it's still kicking and um i just it's just a good time it's a huge burger and cold beer um and just hang out hang out with some killers now i remember the name is is that is that a drive-in kind of thing with car hops and stuff they do yeah it's like a uh it's like a um it's like a it's like a Sonic, but you know, with beer. With beer and uh, so and the food. That on Loop Twelve. So, uh, yes, yes, it is. They've See, I've been several. there. They've I've got been several, there. actually. Yeah, uh, but that's one of the ones that we always went to. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Remember the Kellers. Uh, a little bit of heaven in your mouth, right there. Well, uh, back in the day, <laughs> and and that was that one on on Loop Twelve was real close to White Rock Lake. So uh, yeah. you get your burger and your beer and drive over to the lake, and yeah, there, life is a, grand. There's, there's a ton of them on there, actually. Um, and then BP might know of this one. Uh, Some place called Sketch Burger or Spot Gourmet Burgers. Um, both of them, they're out of Philly. Um, never heard of either one of them. Oh, but yeah, you can look at the list on our Facebook page and see if that's a place you'd like to go. See, that would, if you had just money to throw away Uh and you had like maybe a month that you could just, you know, be gone and drive across the country Uh and eat your way burgers all the way over to... Well, I don't know whether I'd want to go to California or not, but we'll get close. Well, I'd like to do our yeah, I'd like to do our own version of the diners, drive-ins, and dives. We'll walk in there with our trice talk stuff on and be like, oh, you know. And they'd be like, yeah. oh, look, they got cameras. Who the hell are they? You know, just roll with it. <laughs> we better, better make sure that they get some good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I say, look, we won't even charge you because you know the dri- diners, drive-ins, and dives, you have to pay to be on that show. So it's not like a, well, I guess they see it as a privilege too, but the people, the restaurants that are on that show, they had to pay to be there. Really? They did, yeah. Um, we wouldn't charge anybody. 
you know. Well, I I think we've talked about this before. One of my favorite movies is The Chef because, you know, he gets the food truck and he drives from Oh, yeah, that's a good movie. from uh yeah. my I guess it's Miami where he's at all the way to um I guess he goes to California with it, doesn't he? I think yes. he does. Anyway, yeah. yeah, they do. But stops over in New Orleans and several places. I mean, that that would be a fun trip to do something like that. I think, right? Uh, and meet all these people. Of course, you know, nowadays you might get robbed in some of the places you stop. Oh yeah. But uh, okay. Um. Yeah, that's what it sounded like earlier over here <laughs> with the storm. I looked down and it says, severe storm warning for, you know, your county. Jeez. I'm like, okay, well, that's why it's lightning like crazy and and rain is going sideways out there. Yeah, the power went out here for a little while. It, it blinked over here, but it didn't stay out. It was trying. Um... I got a couple of things left. I, I don't. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever that was. Uh, hey, you know, Sarmini. Welcome. Liberty. Hey, Sarmini. Liberty. Liberty lover. Oh, well. Was that a song? Uh, maybe. Uh, oh, was that Penny Lover? Maybe that was Penny oh, Lover. Oh, Penny Lover. That was definitely a song. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, you've heard a lot. Let's. <laughs> you have a juice harp? <laughs> well, well, since you mentioned it, Donald Wayne, I just might. Um, uh, it's amazing. I mean, you, all the time you see people in the news with, uh, they've named their kids some. I'd say strange names. I don't think anybody's ever used any stranger names than uh, uh, what was the guy named his kids? Uh, uh, Frank Zappa named oh, his kids Dweezil. Moon and Dweezil. Yeah, I mean, you know, you really hated that kid, yeah. Dweezil. I, I wonder never what they liked that kid anyway. Dweezil, shifty eyes. I mean, at least they didn't name him Sue. But yeah, uh, that's all right. There's, I mean. I don't know. There's some names here for girls and boys. And of course, uh, uh, they don't have any gender-neutral names on here. So um, I'll just have to go with the girls and boys. Okay. Well, but but they there's no judgment here, Donald. No. I, well, hey, I didn't write the article. I'm just I'm just <laughs> reading it. But would you name your kid your boy Zephyr, Dennis Lee? Uh, no, probably not. Uh, <laughs> or your daughter Sibohan. I beg your Siobahan? pardon. I think it's Siobahan. Maybe it is. Uh, Blade. You know, Blade is kind of. I mean, if you like the movie, uh, for a, a guy, a boy, and Enoch. Enoch was that Enoch. in the movie? Oh, those. Enoch? Yeah. Wasn't that in the Star Wars thing, the Enochs? 
Uh, oh, uh, Ewoks. Thought, Those were Ewoks. The, the neighbors that lived down the street. Huh? <laughs> you uh, you <laughs> could name your you could name your daughter Orla or Oceana. I thought that was um, or Volva. <laughs> not. I'm. I don't know. I'm not to the V's yet. <laughs> I, gosh, I remember her name. It's the same as a uh, Espen for a guy for a boy. E S P E N. Oh yeah, I love uh, that. Watch football you like on that channel. Espen. Uh, a Marilis for a girl. A M A R Y L L I S. Um, some of these I, I, I've actually seen on people's. Uh, golly, Roscoe, that's an old one. Achilles, you name your son Achilles. I don't know. Uh, you can name your daughter Valkyrie. Uh -huh. Valkyrie <laughs> is about to die. <laughs> That uh, wasn't that in a movie too, Valkyrie. Uh, maybe, man. I was referring to the game, the gauntlet, uh, something we used to play. I forget what it was. It was the gauntlet. Oh, it had Valkyrie in there. Yes. Uh, you can name your son Titus, I guess, if you wanted to. Uh, Callista. If I think I've seen Callista, I think uh, Lockhart. Callista Flockhart. Flockhart. Yeah, I said Lockhart. Flamingo. That was June Lockhart. <laughs> Here's Levandra, if you uh, had a daughter. Uh, Constantine, if you have a son. And, of course, Ziggy's on here. So Ziggy. Um, I think Ziggy, that Ziggy. one's already been used a few times. Ziggy, Ziggy, wow. Ferris is on here. I, that seemed like that one would be old news. Uh, Giovanni is on here. Oh, Giovanni. Well, <laughs> Pearl, that's kind of an old one, Dennis Lee. I think Pearl's been around for a long time. Augustus, you're going to name your son Augustus? That sounds like, you know, yeah, r name your child after a Roman emperor. Augustus Maximus. Uh, Rhiannon, for a girl, that would go well with the... Uh, um, Fleetwood Mac song. Oh, let's see. Well, and some of them are just kind of uh, seeing. C i a n. Emmeline. I'm not seeing it. I thought there was going to be some. Oh, <laughs> you could name your daughter Poppy. Oh, like P the trolls. P P is it? Oh, is there a troll named Poppy? Yeah, that's the troll queen or princess. Yeah. Okay, that's probably where they got it. I then. love that movie. I don't think I've seen the trolls actually. What? Yeah. Well, it came after you know. It came after the time that I would normally see that stuff. Um. Well, I don't care. I'll watch it anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I watch. I mean, I wouldn't go I to watch. the theater by myself and watch it. <laughs> no, that might you be weird. They would report you, yeah, probably. Well, because that's what they do 
know, <laughs> you can't have a, a, a normal life. You know, I know. Uh, there was a time that you could have done that and would have been okay. Nobody would think anything about it. Um, Andromeda for your daughter. Oh, well, yeah. You, you could name your daughter yeah. uh, Andromeda. Yeah. Magnolia. Oh, golly. My mother's name is on here. How about that? You would think yeah. that some of those have been long gone. I'm a gene. That was my mother's name. Hibiscus. Hi, no, her name was I'm a gene. No. You could name your son Finnick. F I N N I C K. Or Bastion. <laughs> You'd have to be careful how you said that one, though. Uh, Come Bastion. here, you little. Bastion. Hey, y'all, Bastion. Get your... <laughs> yeah, that sounds like royalty right there, Donald Wayne. Jace. Jace. That's a unique name for a, a son. Jace. Now, would you name your son Fox? F-O-X? Uh, I don't know. No, no. Or Samson? Would you name your son Samson? Oh, yeah, sure. You would name him Samson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, look, at, about, look at his flowing locks he's got there. <laughs> how about Angus? I don't know about Angus. <laughs> There's For a, a girl, they have I, a name. If I name a uh, son Angus, I'm going to have to give him a weird middle name. You know? you, yeah, you have to make sure you don't leave a letter out. Mm -hmm. um, for a girl, Alaska is on the list of popular I've heard, names. I've heard of women named Alaska before. Alaska? I've never seen anybody named Alaska. Yeah, very icy. How about Harlow? <laughs> Harlow? Harlow. Oh, no. For a girl. Yeah. Uh, and last one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, BP, yeah. Nova for the girl. Oh, well, yeah, I've heard of that Name one, Name your daughter girl. Nova. And Nix. Yeah, no, Nix? but she's, she's super. Yeah, Nix. Uh, Minx? Nix. 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 Nix? Yeah, Nix. I, I don't even know what to say about that. Hey, okay. Mr. Okie dokie. <laughs> okay. Hey, you, mister. I've, I think I've seen them in before, Dennis Lee. Have you? Anyway, if you're looking for names or for your for your future children or grandchildren, uh, there you go for 2021. That's some of the 100 most popular names going this year. Did I say Georgia? One of them is Georgia for a girl. Well, I've heard that for a girl, too. Yeah. But it's that it's still popular now is kind of strange. Oh, and winter for a girl also. You want to name your daughter yeah, Winter? Yeah, you know, Snoop Dogg is now doing commercials for home security cameras. I think that's, I saw one. That's funny. He's all over the place. He's like, "Where's Waldo?" It's like, "Where's Snoop? Where's Snoop Dogg?" And you can, he can literally fit in anywhere. He's so chill. I know. You know he, he could be on a cooking show. You know. Um, I think that he needs to redo 
the SNL skit with the two ladies from NPR with the sweaty balls. I think he needs to do that. That would be hilarious. <laughs> you know, that would be hilarious. Uh, uh, he's a funny guy. Has he been back on Saturday Night Live? And oh, the original guy? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, well, he's he's like a regular on that show. Well, I don't know about Snoop Dogg. When you're talking about Alec Baldwin. Well, who who did the skit originally? Uh, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no, well, Alec, I think he still gets on there, doesn't he? Yeah, well, they let him do the. They were letting him do the Trump impersonations left and right, which some <laughs> of them actually were kind of funny. Oh yeah, I don't, I, I don't I, like Alec Baldwin too much. After I heard the rant he went off on his, on his kid, but you know, yeah, he not that you know kids don't need to get in trouble from time to time, but not from what he was saying. That was just a little too much. Um, you know, you know, the first thing I'm thinking this is true. The first thing that I ever remember seeing Alec Baldwin in was a, um, a TV sitcom like Dallas. Yeah. I wasn't a sitcom. Why did I say sitcom? It was a TV series like Dallas. What did he, the first thing he was on, uh, he was role. Uh, he was somebody's brother and, you know, he was real thin and, you know, I mean, he was young and real thin the, and young. Look, it looked like he did when he played in Beetlejuice. He was that, that oh. era of Alec Baldwin, but yeah. yeah, he played a romantic role on there, but I think he was somebody's brother, but it was, um, uh, Knott's Landing. If you remember that, oh show. yeah, I remember not saying I, yeah. I, I, you know, I was I'd, I'd seen something. I thought Eric was going to be on here. There was a uh, soap opera star that passed away. Um, somebody played a doctor for like um, five hundred years on soap operas. <laughs> yeah, um, just recently passed away. I, I don't remember if it was the young and the wrestled, or uh, you know, um, I don't know which one it was, but. I saw Did you say young and the wrestled? Yeah, um, as I was perusing through the news, I don't know which one oh. it was. Um, <laughs> Don Knotts. <laughs> Don Knotts. I love Don yep. Knotts. That is a character right there. I Ghost and Mister Chicken. He well, you know what? I think he was a freak. Well, he was a freak from what everybody says. He lived. He was a, weird a freak. Life, yeah. Well, just kind of like, uh, oh, what's his name from Hogan's Heroes? Oh, uh, the guy that committed suicide. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie about him? Oh boy. I think I did see that long time ago. He had a lot of, uh, weird little fetishes there. So, hey, to eat your own though, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. (laughs) You know, uh, (laughs) do you remember Don Knotts and No Time for Sergeants? Oh, I've seen just about everything that he's been in. When he w- was with Andy Griffith and he was playing some kind of doctor, I think he was a psychiatrist that Andy Griffith had to go through when he was in boot camp and they send him through all these tests. And uh, Andy Griffith was so 
down home, you know, just all shucks. Yeah, it drove Don Knotts crazy and uh, kept making fun of all the little ink blots that Don Knotts was trying to get him to huh. uh, identify. But Don Knotts was, he was a funny guy. He's a writer. I liked him in Three's Company, too. Oh, yeah, he came in after the other guy left. Yeah, yeah. He took over. Was, uh, would the other guy die, and is that why they replaced him, or? I, don't, I think he just wanted off the show. <laughs> what? I don't think he died. Uh, I don't think there was any kind of scandalous thing going on there with him. But, uh, yeah, after the Ropers, when they moved out and Don Knotts' swinging bachelor took over the place. <laughs> uh, that was a stretch. Yeah, that was a stretch. The old Regal Beagle. That was a funny show. Okay. Is that is that it That's for you? It for me, darling. I was going to just mention one more thing. Oh, the show called yeah, the show called the Ropers. I do remember that. What did it come after Three's Company? Oh, yeah. that's why they left. They they had their own show. Got their own show. Yeah. That didn't last very long, did no, it? No, not at all. They realized that uh, you got to have the other three to make that work. <laughs> yeah, it's like that, gotta, that's the old Norman gotta, Lear doing all that stuff. So, yeah, sometimes they they pull the trigger too quick on those things uh, we, and not realize that. Yeah, this the, these people are funny, but they're funny because they're part of this uh, ensemble. Yeah, you got riders hanging around all hopped up on cocaine. And, look, look, I think this will work. I think it'll work. We got something here. Have we talked about uh, there's going to be another Indiana Jones film with Harrison Ford? Yeah, actually, I just saw a report. He got injured trying to do a stunt on uh, on the set about three weeks ago or so. Who's going to let a 78-year-old guy do stunts? Who's going to tell him that he can't? I mean, he's Harrison Ford. Well, I know, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I, I haven't seen him in a long time. I shudder to think what, what he's going to look like in that film. But uh, anyway. Uh, it, <laughs> it's what? Oh. <laughs> oh well, that's that's better than what he could have come up with. Yeah, well, this is true. He could have come up with Indiana Jones and the Lost Planet. Yeah, um, Indiana Jones and the Search for Uranus. That could have been. <laughs> that could have been. Maybe we hey. need to throw that up to marketing. Uh, yeah, get them to put a little word in for us. Um, but anyway. Uh, the fedora that Indiana Jones wore in the, uh, you know, the Temple of Doom. I thought it was the first one, uh, Raiders of Lost Art. was the Temple of Doom. That fedora that he wore there is going on sale. Uh, actually, it went on sale yesterday, June the 29th. And they're asking, or they're, they're, they're predicting it'll go for at least 150000 to $250,000, somebody will pay 
for that fedora. Well, I wish I had any piece of clothing that was worth one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand. I would part with it expeditiously. You could take every piece of clothing I've had in my entire life, and you couldn't get one hundred fifty thousand dollars. No, no, you couldn't at all. Even those uh, Pee Wee Herman high heel shoes things that I had one. Time. I don't know the leather pants. You probably get a good buck for so. Uh, well, the ones that buttoned up, had the button fly in the front, yeah, those. The button fly those, guy. Yeah. yeah, those might have brought. Try these brought here. These money. are silky smooth. You'll like. Them. <laughs> but yeah, that's a lot of money. But that's what they're expecting to get from that. Jeez. Um. Let's see. What do they say? Filmmakers commissioned the archaeologist fedora from London hatter Herbert Johnson a year before the film was shot. Um, they don't just walk in and buy a hat off the shelf. They combined attributes from a few different hats to make what became Indiana Jones's fedora, which is probably now today one of the most recognizable hats in all movies. I don't know. Um, Humphrey Bogart wore a hat, I think, uh, that was kind of uh, well-known. Yeah, that's. I wished I had some some article of clothing that was worth that much. Yeah. Uh, they're selling over twelve hundred items from Hollywood uh, folklore between June and July, uh, including Princess Leia's. Uh, was it selling here? Let's see, the Empire Strikes Back script and Tom Cruise's sword from The Last Samurai. They're going to be selling that as well. I don't nobody care about Tom Cruise's sword. I, I like the movie The Last Samurai. Personally, yeah, I mean, but, it, it wasn't bad. I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan. <laughs> uh, the golf cart driven by Brad Pitt's character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Did you see that movie? I did. That was a good one. <laughs> He's such a quirky character. I mean, who would have thought? Uh, so that golf cart, they're selling that. Um, the eyeglasses used by Daniel Radcliffe in the Harry Potter films, they're selling that. And um, they're doing all this to raise money for charity, though. So that's oh, okay. that, at least that's a good thing. Let's see. Pieces like Stormtrooper helmets that have been sold in the past and sold more recently, you can see that a rise in value over time as more people become aware of this type of asset is collectible. Last year, a Darth Vader costume used for promoting the first film uh, sold for $287,500. Ooh, shot, BP, a shot. What's that? Huh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> um, and then a light-up remote-controlled droid called R2-SHP from the most recent Star Wars film is expected to garner $125,000 at the next auction. Well, gee, I knew I should have collected some of that stuff. I mean, the only thing we have right now is uh, uh, gave gave my wife a, a Barbie doll uh, collector's item about 20 years ago. 
and it's still in the box, never been open, obviously. So uh, I'm hoping yeah. it's worth something in the next 10, 15 years. Yeah, just uh, I'm with your hubby there. I, I like me some Star Wars, but I wouldn't pay an exorbitant amount of money for any memorabilia unless I was, you know, had that kind of money. So. I mean, I wonder, are, so if you buy the fedora that Indiana Jones wore, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to stamp the inside of it or sign it or do something because, you know, otherwise, if there's not something on there, how, how can you prove that it was the hat from the movie? I don't know. Actually, how do we know now that that's the hat from the movie? It's a good question, Donald Wayne. We have to get research involved. I mean, look how many times Indiana Jones would lose his hat during the movie. I mean, it was always blowing off his head. Especially well, that time he, he went off the cliff with the uh, when he was on the on the tank. From the Last Crusade, right, uh, and then he climbs up, and then all of a sudden here comes the wind and it brings his hat back to him. So it's got to be something magical about that. All right, Dennis Lee, I'm looking at some chicken and waffles here on, on an ad, so I guess it's time to uh, head down to the kitchen if you want to. Well, Get us moving towards okay. the door. Okay, well, we can do that. Um, we appreciate everybody being here, and uh, make sure you hit that follow button up atop of your device there to catch updates on the new shows that will be coming out on Podbean from TriStock. And uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook, where we put all the articles that we use on the show. We post the new um, podcasts on there as well as uh, some funny pictures so that's it uh, on facebook at tristalk and if you're a twitterer and you like to twitter us then do that at tristalk wg moon on twitter and you can even email us and let us know how we're doing or things you'd like to hear us talk about or send us pictures i mean really bp at uh, tristalk 69 <laughs> pts at gmail.com and we're on these other outlets at Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Player FM at Tristalk. And uh, we are on every... Well, thank you, BP. We thank you. Um, on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 10 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone with many pods all in between. And Donald Wayne, they've just been going great with the mini pods uh, we appreciate that sir and um, thank you we appreciate all of you um, we love you we appreciate you and we couldn't do it without you thank you so much for being here yes thank you we do appreciate you spending time with us as we try to get through these episodes with some humor some information about food, and quite often some information about that planet. Yes. <laughs> the fallacies are all around us. Our, our who? <laughs> our who? <laughs> it may be around you. <laughs> all right. Uh, yes, this is Reverend Shacklefunt. <laughs> 
You remember that one? Yeah. Reverend Shacklefunt. So the closing thought for tonight is, it's a short one. If you think you're too small to make a difference, try sleeping with a mosquito. And that's from the Dalai Lama. Oh, that's scandalous. That's... (laughs) If you think you're too small to make a difference... Try sleeping with a mosquito. Yeah. I mean, isn't a fly, isn't a fly, a flea smaller than a mosquito? Uh, no, I don't think so. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it well, depends on what area of the country you're in. Yeah. All right. Well, let us let us know if anybody <laughs> sleeps with a mosquito. Oh my goodness. All right, Dennis Lee. If you grab the lights, I'm taking we'll out the out ball. Of here. Y'all have a You're good taking time. out the bulb. You need the bulb. I do. I do. Stay safe, everybody. Last night.